joining us today on the CX Experience with CloudLinks. Very, very excited today as we have uh, one of our featured suppliers on today, uh, Five9. They are one of the premier partners that we work with. Our clients have found um, great solutions with them. And today we've got Michael Rose, who I may or may not decide to call Rosie as the day goes on. And we've got Michael Belgeron, whose name we will butcher repeatedly throughout the day. So we're just going to call him Mikey B. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So uh, if if we can, I'd like to just get um, a little bit about each year for the audience that's listening. We can get into it pretty quick here today. Uh, Michael, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your role is with Five9, then Mikey B, do the same. Yep. Um, I'm part of the marketing team here at Five9. My role is Senior Director of Brand and Corporate Comms. Nice long title, so that makes me sound important. But at the end of the day, it's really about looking after our brand and also our communication. So part of what I do is host our podcast, That's Genius, which you've both just been featured on. Very excited to do that. That was, that was actually a great experience. Thank you again for doing it. And Mikey B, tell us about your role in the organization. Hey, everybody. Um, so I'm part of the channel team. So my real function is as partner advocate. And make sure all of our great partners know sales, technical, marketing resources. So that way, that way we're known as the easy to do business with contact center as a service solution. And, and you guys have been easy to do business with, so it's kind of great to talk about it. So I'm very excited about today. And one of the things I think we should do is let's just jump right into it. I mean, Five Nines has come on really, really strong in the last several years. Um, uh, I think, Michael, why don't you take the first one? Where do you see the biggest opportunity with Five Nines right now? Where do you see the biggest opportunity in the CCAS space for you guys right now? I think really, I mean, we always talk about the total addressable market. And if you think of the low penetration that we still have with the contact center moving to the cloud, this is huge. And what we're seeing right now at Five Nine is the large enterprise is now falling into alignment and they're looking to move to the cloud. And that's a huge opportunity for us, not just here in North America, but across the globe. I couldn't agree more, I couldn't agree more. I think the adoption rates are tremendous. The larger the businesses now are looking more and more into this as a viable solution for them. Almost like we talked about prior where hosted VoIP was 10, 15 years ago, where people were terrified of it. And then it became the de facto yeah. solution so much that, you know, certain suppliers that we all work with right now, that's all they're selling is hosted VoIP. But it is, it's tremendous yeah. right now, especially when the enterprise market is leading the space, is leading the charge for the smaller guys to really, to really take advantage of it. Yeah. If, I could, if I could throw a question into uh, uh, Mr. Rose, um, what, what research are you guys seeing insofar as uh, the amount of, of mid-market contact centers who have not yet migrated to the cloud. There's a lot of speculation at the, the events when we get together, but you know, here yeah. we are in 2020. What's what's the percentile looking at right now? It's it's around, well, they say around 12 to 15% has moved to the cloud so far. So that leaves a massive amount still doing on-premise. Um, and that's basically, you know, Gartner reports, reports from people like Forrester. And at the end of the day, when you think right now, the criticality of what the contact center means to a business, it, it really is mission critical stuff looking after your customer. And why wouldn't a business want the latest software, 
the most up-to-date solution for their business that's agile, rapidly, you know, easy to deploy, et cetera, et cetera. So again, that's why I think now we're finally seeing this big push by the larger mid-market and bigger to move to the cloud. Yeah, what's interesting is, uh, you guys probably don't know this, but my first job in technology was actually at a BPO. I was that agent, right, where it was, hi, my name is Mike, credit card number, please. And I, I think, you know, in, 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 <laughs> that was me. Um, and in talking to, to Kevin, I think, I think Kevin brings up a great point that back in the day, we always used to say, well, the most expensive part of any call center back then was the agent and how do we reduce that expense? I think there's been a shift and we've put more and more value on that human capital now as as one who can gain and retain customers as as a revenue generator versus an expense to the organization and and uh, customers that you work with and certainly who we work with that see that value they're going to succeed in this switching economy the ones that value human capital just as how cheap can we make it they're not going to make it right sure. they're just not going to make it anymore Sure. I so agree wholeheartedly. What, what Mike is referencing for uh, the CloudLinks viewers uh, on the Five Nines podcast, we were discussing how, when uh, Frank and I first started in this business twenty years ago, the, the the driving directive from our clients was reduce cost around mm. the average length of call, how much per minute call was costing us, how could we do loose cost routing. That was really the core mm. our core competence in designing uh, infrastructure around that. Here in 2020, what we're seeing is really more our clients coming to us and asking us, how do we empower our agents to do their jobs better, to go deeper, to, to interact with our customers or our patients or our union members uh, more effectively on, on, on many different levels and dimensions. So it's almost upended itself where it's gone from cheap, 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 how do we keep costs at a bare minimum to how do we now empower our agents? Uh, and I think people are starting to see that a great deal in the BPO space where they're getting away from offshoring because they realize that a contact center agent is really what they are. They're a principal salesperson for that organization, even if it's not a, a commercial operation, even if it's a hospital or a union. That contact center agent is... The, the face of that organization and the more tools by using cloud-based technologies, the more effective they're going to be. Mm -hmm. That's certainly the trend I think we're all seeing. I would agree. I would agree. And I think that probably brings us into a good question there, Mike, is of all the tools Five Nines, uh, actually, you know what, I'll ask Mikey via this. Of all the tools Five Nines rolling out, whether it's gamification, whether it's omnichannel, where do you see the biggest level of agent interaction being? Where do you see the value for that agent coming in for a tool, whether it's a motivational tool or it's a, a, a knowledge tool or some sort of quality management tool? Where do you guys see that value coming from the tools you're giving the agent? You know, each agent is a unique human being and requires a unique skill set. So some agents, uh, especially in an outbound arena, Gamification is great, right? How many calls can we get in in an hour or a day long? They get motivated by that. So it's really what motivates each agent. Um, 
I know speaking from my own experience, we have customers, their agents are motivated by length of talk time, not the shortest, but how long they can keep customers on the call talking about their business and trying to grow revenue from them. It's a 180 like, shift. Completely, I mean, mind blown to people like, oh, you know, that's gonna cost me, you know, two cents a minute. Mm -hmm. But if, if the average dollar transaction is a thousand or $2,000 per, per call, it doesn't matter how long they're on that call, it's all about that revenue and that customer satisfaction. So gamification is great. I also think that we're entering the world of AI. I'm not sure we're gonna get into this a little deeper later, but the world of AI is really the wrapper, right? It's, it's taking information in and wrapping a solution, whether it be a script, whether it be a chat bot, whether it be some type of automation and presenting that to the customer and presenting that to the agent to provide that world-class service. So it's just kind of upping the game per se, um, but doing AI for AI's sake, we don't do that for sure, right? What we do is we do smart conversational AI to make the agent better. Here mm -hmm. at 5.9, we view everything like a math problem. What we say is, we provide a great customer experience, we add that to a great agent experience, and that equals a great human experience. That's the goal for every customer we talk to, to every partner like you guys we work with, we want it to be a great human experience. It takes those two parts to make that happen. I agree, I, I agree. Mr. Rose, what do you uh, what do you think? You, you want to add anything to that? I'm just thinking I need to get Mikey B on our podcast. Um, he's really good. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it is all about providing that human experience. I mean, and again, in this day and age where people are doing less transaction through traditional brick and mortar, the contact center is often the face, the voice, the brand of the organization. So they've just got to get it right. I, I agree. Um, and, and as you get into that, getting it right is really a powerful conversation because in today's world, everybody's a critic. Everyone has the platform to be a critic. Everyone has the ability to be a critic. Um, so I think probably a good segue here may be into the power of social media and, and what you guys are doing to enable that for you. Uh, and, and and which of the which of the, the the sort of the quadrant of all powerful platforms, which are obviously Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, which one of those four are you guys seeing the greatest investment in or or, or activity? You know what what's interesting is uh, a few years ago, you know, I think they were you know yelling from the rooftops, "Voice is dead! Voice is dead! It's all going to go digital." What we found is voice is escalation. If you're anything like me, like you, age doesn't really matter, right? You want great customer care. So here's what we're seeing. We're seeing people going on Twitter and Facebook, probably the top two that we're seeing, and, and talking about uh, a company. And sometimes that company will respond because they're monitoring those accounts, and sometimes sure. they won't. So then what happens? You, you get no response, right? So then you go to their website, you start chatting with them. Hey, I'm upset about this. Or you email them and you don't get a great response. Response, what happens? You call them, right? Yep. Voice is that escalation point. So a company like Five9, we're really channel independent. So however a consumer wants to interact with the company, whether it be sure. social, whether it be email, 
chat. And those are basically digital, right? Text-based. Or they want to pick up the phone and just yell at somebody or praise someone, right? You know, uh, one back to one back to pad or one throat to choke. All depends on the circumstance. That's what we're seeing. And that, mm-hmm. you know, our platform is flexible enough to take those channels, present that to the agent. And I can see that. I see Michael Rose was on social media and he just lambasted us. Then he chatted with us and he, he wasn't happy. He emailed us two weeks ago and now he's calling me. This is going to be a rough call, but it's my chance to win over that. So as long as you can integrate all those channels together and present that in a unified platform to the agent, that's not just half the battle. That is the battle. You win sure. the battle mm-hmm. at that point. One of the one of the things that I say to people at uh, the various uh, contact center events that we, we exhibit at throughout the year um, is here's a very quick test. You just get a text message saying your primary bank account has been hacked. What's mm-hmm. your first inclination? fake well Mm -hmm. yeah but (laughs) you suspected if you suspected that your bank or your credit card was hacked um do you text do you go on social media or do you you call that Mm -hmm. thing yeah i need a human to validate that right yeah yeah So, so that hasn't gone away now the thing i rose do you do you see the industry shifting fast enough to really do that well yeah, you just dropped the Y off the Rosie nickname, by the way, but that's fine. Oh, Rosie, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Get a new one out of this. Oh, okay. It's going to be a good time um, for us. I, I think, you know, at 5.9, we talk about you need to be where your customers want you to be. So if your customer demographic is active on social, then you need to offer that as part of the solution mix, but you need to have it as part of the workflow. And, right. you know, that's that's my role. I'm a, a social media expert. That's what I do. People will put a comment on social media. And even when I ran PR agencies, they'd say, oh, yes, you should respond within an hour. Well, no, you need to respond in less than 10 minutes because social media has this immediacy. If I'm going to social, it's now. You know, get back to me now. And one of the acquisitions that Five Nine made last year was this whole workflow planning tool so you can capture social media and have it escalate automatically every time you're mentioned and that's what companies need to do add a channel by all means any channel the customer wants but manage it with an effective workflow sure i love that i love that i think that's where a lot of our organizations that we've worked with have struggled at the beginning is building that workflow building a proper set of expectations and escalations and and uh, to, to the credit of five nines, what we've seen is you make that workflow build very easy. You make the input of multiple engines and multiple media very easy. And companies historically who've used premises-based systems have struggled with that to add in these modules. And, I, and, and it's probably a credit to you guys and how fast you're moving at the, innov- at the pace of innovation so that you can mm-hmm. stay ahead of those curves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mikey B, do you, do you see anything new coming out that that's going to be really powerful for you to talk about? Is there any new things that are out there or is it more really about refining it and making the existing experience perfect on your roadmap? Both, right? Um, so as, as more and more customers move to the cloud, the expectation is it just works, right? We had our sales kickoff um, a couple months ago in January, right, right, Rosie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, what was interesting is at our sales kickoff, we actually had 108 members of our professional services team join us on site for that at a sales kickoff. Why? Here at Five Nine, we believe the professional services team are an extension of the sales team, right? So during that messaging, um, two important things came out of it. Our chief architect, uh, Scott Welch, was on stage and, and yelled out, hey, what do you think the number one feature at Five Nine is, right? And everyone's yelling, inbound, outbound, AI, right? All the, all the, the media words, uh, <laughs> omni-channel, right? Everything that, that, that Michael Rose talks about every day. And he's like, those are all great, but the number one feature has to be uptime. If the product is not up, the other 400 features simply don't matter, right? So from that point of view, you know, on the rollback is making sure we're super stable. After that, it gets fun, right? We're going we're gonna to talk more about AI, artificial intelligence, and how that bring, bring that not to just, just the large enterprises, but to SMB marketplace as well. Um, and then after that, it's all about digital channels, how to make that a single workflow and the uh, engagement engine that we purchased for that. Um, we sort of got the band back together, didn't we, Michael? Um, <laughs> it, it was a, a company called Wendu. They were actually uh, the original Five9 founders uh, when they decided to leave Five9, you know, get it up and running and then move on to the next thing founded this company called Wendu, which is a, a workflow engagement engine. And uh, that was primarily for five, nine customers. And uh, 19 years later, we decided to purchase them and bring those original five, nine founders back to the fold, getting mm -hmm. the band back together. So it's, it's a unique story. It's an awesome story. And uh, it's gonna pay wonderful dividends for all of our customers and partners. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see that. Um, so, guys, I got to tell you, thank you very much. Um, Kevin, I don't know if there's anything you want to ask, any final questions here. Is there anything on your mind that we haven't touched on today? Um, well, yeah, obviously, the thing that's weighing on on all of our minds right now is the effect of uh, the COVID-19 virus. Um, I can't imagine the kind of activity that you guys are seeing. We're getting it from a lot of clients who are asking us mm -hmm. for fast-forward strategies as far as how they can virtualize their call centers which you know should almost be if this becomes a, a national crisis the way that it, it's become here in new york um that could be a death knell for uh, a call center's functionality um yeah. so like you guys are on the front lines i'm sure like what are you what are you seeing what are you hearing about that I think every day we're just hearing customers that need to scale in order to stay close to their customer. Um, and so work from home agents has just become the new normal. Right. So, you know, we're quickly turning out toolkits and guides and, and, and PS services to upscale and to get these people standing up as quickly as we can. Some customers that have had to expand rapidly, we've been able to turn them on as quickly as within 24 hours. Sure. So, and that's what we're spending pretty much morning, noon and nights doing right now. Mikey B. I, I wouldn't and I wouldn't want to hold anybody to a 24 hour deployment. But yeah, the, our standing guidance from our, our channel representation has obviously been that you guys have a, 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 a rapid deployment, 48 hour um, yep. product, which is out in market. It's 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 being offered up with 
very uh, a tremendous amount of ease of use as far as commitment. Um, your, your your goals are really helping customers uh, and contact centers stay in business during this time. So now I know Mike, you just want to touch upon that really uh, quickly. So we can send it out to our yeah, one one of the things we're always recognized for, especially in the Gardner Magic Quadrant, is our ability to execute. And, and the reason for that is we put such a high demand on our professional services team. They are five nine employees. They have the same 401k plan I do, the same stock purchase plan. So we don't have to go out and look for third parties. Say, oh, we need you guys to come in really fast. We have the team and the workflow in place. We are the professionals when it comes to the implementation of the contact center. And that's how we can go out with our fast track program to scale up. Now, if a customer is like, oh, I need uh, integration to Zendesk and Salesforce and, you know, Dynamics, and I need, you know, 200 queues and, you know, 4,000 agents, we'll, you know, we'll tell them to Easy. slow down a little bit, right? But sure, yeah. if they're like, listen, we have 200 agents, we, we're going to start with voice only, mix in maybe a little bit of chat and only to Salesforce.com or only to Zendesk or only to ServiceNow, we are the product for them. We'll get them up and running really, really quick. Now, can clients do that with any kind of short-term commitment to five nines? If this is an emergency situation, of course. Yeah. So one of the things that we've always been known for from a sales perspective is very flexible levers within our sales contracts, right? Mm -hmm. We've always given customers what we call a ramp period. Hey, listen, we're not UCAS where I can ship you out 100 phones, you plug them in, they're, they're either going to work or they're not going to work, right? Mm -hmm. And if they don't work, what do you do? Unplug it and plug it back in. Contact center is a living, breathing thing, right? So we give customers time to make sure their workflows and their call flows are appropriate. We'll go on site for discovery. We'll go on site for delivery. That's unique in the space. It takes time to do that and to do it right. So we've always done that. Mm. In this economy, with this, what we're doing with our fast track program is saying, we're gonna speed up deployment, so it's gonna be remote, okay? But it's gonna be remote by five, nine employees. And we're gonna put levers in there that after 45 days, if you're not, if you don't need us anymore, or if we're not the right solution for you, we're gonna walk away as friends, but hopefully we've helped you solve this short-term problem. What we wanna do is solve the short-term problem, earn your business to be your long-term solution. That's sure. our goal. And that's where partners like, like you guys help all the time. You can guide us in what the customer really needs versus us kind of fumbling around to try to figure it out. Sure. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say to that with you guys, obviously, uh, keeping us honest, uh, Cloudlinks, uh, we oversaw deployment of hundreds of contact center agents in 2019 to the 5.9 network. Um, your product management and backend support has been extraordinary. It has been... It has been the, the least amount of pain in any of these deployments, um, but we can yeah. vouch for yeah. that. I uh, couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Your teams have been huge. The coordination between sales and project management and the people on the back end infrastructure teams, they all talk seamlessly. It's almost like they're on one platform talking to each other throughout the, the success of the project and everybody sees it. Everybody, I feel like everybody's invested in the success of that project. It's really interesting. So Michael, Mike, uh, sorry, Kevin. If you're, a, if you're a contact center manager and you're watching this or during this time um, and you need to come up with a very quick strategy on how to get your agents 
working from home or working in a remote space, uh, we can vouch for a five nines deployment. You know, they uh, Thank you. they they, they mm. do it extremely well. Thank Absolutely. So, uh, so Mike, so it's all about teamwork, right? It's a coordination between the partner community, the supplier community, mm -hmm. and the customer. Michael, um, you know, what I would love for you to do is share the anecdote that Rowan Trollop, our CEO, has given us called Kick the Bolt. Oh, yeah. So it's, it, it really is part of our values and, and sort of the prime directive is do whatever it takes for the customer. As you know, it, like yourselves, we're very customer obsessed. Rowan tells this story that many, many years ago, a friend of him was doing the Motocross 200. So there's the Daytona 500. This right. is the motorcycle equivalent. And he said, hey, I'm getting to race in this thing because I can. Um, do you want to be part of my pit crew? And he was the pit crew. And his job was to take the axle out, put a new wheel on, and put the axle back in. That's his job. He had the, the drill and the bolt, basically. <laughs> and the first time they did it, they were a minute 40 seconds. And they over hours they brought that down to like a minute 10 a minute something and then he happened to wander past honda the next day and he said they did it in like 18 seconds <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden they realized they could get faster because they now believed it was possible so first of sure. all it's about believing it can be done and then it's re-engineering the process what honda did so when rowan's team did it they all did their job these other guys almost worked like they were in a dance company together. So as the as you pull the bolt out of the wheel, it tends to roll away. As the guy's bringing in the next wheel, the Honda guy was kicking the bolt back to the guy with the drill so he didn't have to reach for it. So everything worked in harmony. And then I think Rowan got it down to like 22 seconds or something. They, they really improved. That's impressive. Yeah. But it's knowing that you can do it and it's working as a team, whether that's with your partner, within your own organization, and believing that it can be done. And I think that's why, you know, things like fast track and rapid deployment is something that just five nine is just lifted to the challenge and we're delivering on it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that belief structure that permeates through an organization. That goes to every level of an organization. When everyone's vested, when everyone believes we can do better, you do you do better. Yeah. And and it's there's a book I just read about the, the the present leader, and I think Rowan's done a good job about being out there and speaking the values of the organization and being out there and talking about what needs to be done so that we can all achieve something really impressive together. Yeah, no, exactly. Sure. Yeah, it, it's, it's exciting. It's been an exciting time. And, and I think some of the projects you've done and some of the ways that we've we've particularly engaged you has been those larger, more complicated projects. Mm -hmm. You know, with with timelines that would normally be this long and are now this long because of some external circumstance that Kevin mentioned earlier. It's it's how do we get these 300 or how do we get these 450 agents migrated to a platform with a new process and a new CRM in four months? Mm -hmm. How do we do that, guys? And and your team has really had that belief structure of, all right, let's just let's roll up our sleeves. We'll get this done and we'll make sure. this happen together. I think that's been really a really true value to this partnership. Yeah. And that's uh, always been sure. our sweet spot. That's the, our business is founded and it's probably the most common engagement that we get brought into is when someone is facing what we've labeled as sort of a rapid deployment 
moving from infrastructure to the cloud in the contact center space. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think we've ourselves have carved out becoming practice leaders in, in helping people understand what they need to do beforehand, uh, how to navigate the selection process, and then how to how to keep that operational in its first 90 days so that there are no hiccups. Um, so we expect to see a massive uptick in uh, opportunities in 2020. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Not, Excellent. Not that, yeah. Awesome. So guys, well, I, I, yeah, I could, I could probably speak to you for <laughs> for two hours, Rosie and Mikey B. You guys have been great to us. You guys have been wonderful partners. You've been great to speak with. Okay. But I don't want to dominate your day. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, is there anything last you'd like to say, Rosie or Mikey B? Is there anything you want to drop off uh, with the last thought? No, I was just going to say thank you to you guys for having us today. And this is why, you know, you are the rising star and why you won an award last year with Five Nine at our CX Summit. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, we, we just, we just, uh, we value the partnership that you guys bring. Um, one thing that I appreciate that you guys do is that much like how our sales team and our, our project team work together, you guys stay with the customer. I've seen pictures of you on LinkedIn, Frank, teaching how to use the five, nine product to classrooms of a hundred agents. So I think that's incredibly valuable. It's one thing for a supplier to say, yeah, we're great and it's going to work. It's another thing for a partner to go out there and say, listen, we validated this and to the point where I understand it and I'm gonna teach you on that product. That's invaluable to a supplier and we can't thank you enough. And hopefully hopefully your families are safe and sometime soon we can celebrate in person again. Sure. I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. So uh, guys, thank you very much. I'm My name is Frank Wassenberg. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, Kevin Sheehan, just as good. Everyone's ready to go. Very excited, guys. Thank you very much. Looking forward to working with you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.